You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Tomini and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. To find out more about Tortoise and how to become a member, just click on the link in this episode's description. Today, the new king is passionate about the environment, but how will he use his influence? The eyes and hopes of the world are upon you to act with all dispatch and decisively because time has quite literally run out. That's Prince Charles, now King Charles III, addressing world leaders at the UN climate talks in Glasgow last year. We're faced at this moment with the horrifying effects of pollution in all its cancerous forms. There is the growing menace of oil pollution at sea, which almost destroys beaches and certainly destroys tens of thousands of seabirds. And that's Prince Charles in 1970, giving his first big speech on the environment. There's no doubt about his sincerity. He's cared about nature for a long time and kept speaking up even when he was dismissed as an eccentric. But can he still be a champion for green causes now he's king? We'll get spades in the ground to make sure people are not facing unaffordable energy bills. His Majesty's government has lifted the ban on fracking in England and will issue more licences for drilling in the North Sea to cut the UK's reliance on imported gas. While Liz Truss says she will speed up deployment of renewables such as solar and wind, the commitment to extract more fossil fuels looks like it puts her at odds with the king. Jonathan Porritt, a former director of Friends of the Earth, was an advisor to Charles when he was Prince of Wales, he says that Charles knows a king must be more diplomatic than a prince. I would imagine that some of his conversations with Liz Truss as our new prime minister will be robust. But I don't expect them to go outside of the privacy of those meetings. He's quite clear that he's not going to be taking on a campaigning role as our constitutional monarch and couldn't have made it clear to everybody that once he moved from Prince of Wales to what he's doing now, our constitutional king, that he would obviously be taking a very different perspective. Not everyone can afford to drive an Aston Martin, which is converted to run on surplus English wine. Yes, you heard that correctly. The king's vintage sports car, a gift from the late queen on his 21st birthday, is powered by a blended fuel which includes bioethanol made from surplus wine and cheese. He's also an exponent of organic farming, converting the farm at his country home in Gloucestershire in 1985. And he's not just a wealthy individual, of course. As Prince of Wales, he used his position to lobby the government, campaigning against GM foods and in favour of alternative herbal remedies. His letter to ministers were known as the Black Spider Memos because of his scrawling handwriting. 
Charles's environmental interests can seem very diverse, from treasuring rare species of plants to campaigning on behalf of small, family-owned farms. And he does have a tendency to pick and choose on science, agreeing with the consensus on climate and swimming against the tide on homeopathy, for example. It can seem a bit of a soup of ideas, but people who know him suggest his prime concern is the impact of a capitalist system that's driven entirely by making profit rather than any wider consideration. What people never really understood was that although he was talking about individual issues, whether it was climate change or deforestation or organic farming, these individual issues, causes, if you like, were underpinned by some much deeper considerations. And I think the most important was that he could never understand why we had settled on a system of economic progress, which entailed making war on the earth, basically. that caused inevitably the destruction of most of the natural capital on which the whole future of humankind depends. That was, to him, totally mystifying. There's a spiritual dimension to his philosophy too, and that's where he parts ways with many of his subjects. The second thing was that there was always a very penetrating spiritual perspective on this, that we shouldn't just be more respectful about the earth and the natural environment, but we should have a more reverential approach to understand some of those deeper connections between humankind and uh, the created world. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. As Prince of Wales, Charles set up forums for businesses with the aim of cutting emissions and working on environmental sustainability, as well as writing books and giving speeches. Two concerns came across loudly in Charles's speeches. First, that climate change is an urgent threat to human civilization, And second, that the domination of our food supply by a handful of big businesses has significant drawbacks. Nowadays, those views are mainstream. Tony Juniper, head of Natural England, was an advisor to Charles and co-authored two books with him. If you wanted to point to one thing that is kind of the the crowning glory of all of that, if I can use that phrase, then I would say it's about the mainstreaming of of all of these subjects, uh, uh, environmental and sustainability and climate change questions coming into, into the mainstream, because before he was developing momentum on all of this, it was seen as rather fringe. The consensus among scientists is that the next few years are critical. Humanity needs to cut emissions sharply by the end of this decade if we are to secure a livable planet for much of the world's population. It may be no bad thing to have a king willing to champion this urgent cause, even if he does so more discreetly than he used to. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. This episode was written by Jeevan Varsaga and mixed by Sean Collins. If you enjoyed today's episode, why not leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts? The Sensemaker.